everyone. Welcome to another fun-filled, exciting edition of Grubbing with Swan. Today's guest is Dave Medrano, bar manager of the famous, or GM of the famous. He's another one of my bosses as the three weeks in a row boss series continues. Might end next week, but who knows? Uh, today, we talk about bartending on the Sunset Strips during the late 90s, early 2000s, and we enjoy some pulled pork on a lettuce wrap with some pineapple slaw. It's delicious. Thank you guys again for listening. Now, let's grub. Boom, and we're off to the races. Nice moves. How you doing, Big Papadrano? I'm doing well, man, doing well. Getting the day started. Yeah. <laughs> it's only noon. You know? <laughs> Just getting started. So today my guest is Dave Medrano, manager at the famous hot sauce maker extraordinaire. You. Yeah. And we're going to enjoy some lettuce wrap, pulled pork, pineapple coleslaw, lettuce wraps. Kind of healthy a little bit. I might have used double rye whiskey from High West to make the pulled pork. Everything on here at this plate is the first time for me. I'm a, sorry. <laughs> That's good. Uh, mm. Mm. All right, I'm happy. <laughs> Pineapple really comes through on this log. Nice little kick from the uh, ghost pepper. That's nice. You want to throw more ghost pepper on there, buddy? I'm probably going to. A little pinching salt here. Mm-hmm. Mold on. Molden? Mold on? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Some C. <laughs> I've never had the, um, like, pineapple in my slaw before, so I'm kind of appreciating that. I, um, yesterday I was over at Father's Day at our buddy Chuck's. Oh, nice. And uh, we were making burgers, and we talked about pineapple, and I ended up mixing up, uh, what was it? Pineapple, bacon, and onions for like a little topping, like yeah. cooking them in the <clears throat> bacon fat. Rendering, One of my favorite things to do. Rendering it down like that. Oh, nice. buddy, you know it. I wasn't sure though if it was the grill and the out, like the outside. So I wasn't sure if it was the uh, grill itself, the uh, hot plate itself in the back, or the sun that was beating down that was cooking. Right. right. But it worked. Nice. <laughs> you know, I've been invited over this place so many times. I've never made it yet. Hmm. Everything is a great place. Good time. Yeah. He loved He. That's why I didn't want to do pulled pork today just because he made pulled pork and I was like, Mmm. <laughs> so, buddy, you've been out in Glendale for a while now. Working in bars? 16 years now. Before that, you were at the comedy store for a little while. You are on the Sunset Strip? Yep. Operations manager at the, at the comedy store. <clears throat> Bartended at the Key Club for about six years. <laughs> that was fun. Well, it was Billboard Live before I actually it was the Key Club, so I started Billboard Live. Then they left Billboard, changed the name to the Key Club. Same ownership, but you know, a little more uh, out there. <laughs> and those were early two thousands, late nineties. Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. I mean, basically, when uh, the Key Club uh, transitioned into the Key Club. It was just a little bit more sex driving, rock and rollish. You know, when it was billboards, they were a little bit more uptight. Mm. Uh, you know, a little more of that corporate standard. And then the key clubs happened, and then all hell broke loose, and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was working there during that time. It was um, it was too good. 
Because I was a young kid. <laughs> and, uh, like, I was a young kid, and I didn't say no to anything. So people would offer me anything, and I'd take it, you know. Would one of those people be a um, musical hip-hop group? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, hip-hop, I mean, I... I think everybody gave me drugs in that place. It was, it was the thing I ever in my life. At a certain point when I was there, I, uh, I had a jewelry box of things that I had never tried before. <laughs> Each drawer had something different in it. I was like, I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to mess with that. And, but I mean, the, the, the gig itself was amazing. We were making tons of money, meeting amazing people, like all these crazy artists. Um, I got to talk to Chick Hearns while I was there. He sat down at my bar and we had like a 45 minute conversation. It was That's amazing. amazing. It was amazing. And the whole time I'm sitting there talking to him, I'm like, I'm sitting here talking to him about the chick man. This is crazy. This is crazy. So without the key club, I would have never, you know, had those types of opportunities, you know. <laughs> I got to, um, I met my Michael Jordan, uh, Magic Johnson there. Uh, uh, Dennis Rodman got behind the bar. And, um, you didn't making, say no to him either, though, did He started making drinks for us. He was like, I used to bartend in college. Can I get behind the bar and make drinks? And we looked over at the owner, and the owner was like, hell yes, he can. Get pictures. <laughs> yeah, get pictures. And so he, he made someone on Long Island. The first drink he made for someone was a Long Island. And he puts it down in the bar, and the guy's like, how much? And he's like, $50. <laughs> <laughs> because you just had a drink made for you by Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And he took the money off the bar top, and he looked at the owner, and he just threw the chair. He threw, he threw the money in the tip jar and was like, eh, you know. Yeah. Everybody benefits from this one. Oh, of course. So that was that was a really fun day. And yes, I'm looking for a bottle opener in my apartment. <laughs> it's not like I don't have a drawer with 20 of them in it. I'm actually giving you one of these Cleveland beers before I forgot to... Ooh, you brought this up. Thank you. Yes, sir. I know. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll make sure I give him one of those guys. Yeah, but the key club was, it was definitely, it was a fun time. <clears throat> I actually left there because my dad was like, you're making a ton of money, but uh, I think you're killing yourself right now, like you're, with all the stuff you're doing, you know. I'm not going to name anything in particular. Just, <laughs> there is a box of things you said no to, is all we're going to say. Yes, yes. So he asked me, he's the one who asked me to leave there. And I was like, I probably would have never left. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was like, you know, this is not good for you, get out of here. So I was like, okay. So where'd you go after that? Um, I'm see Key Club. Actually, I went into like the corporate environment. I started working like a, a, a corporate gig just to like adult a, supervision. Have a degree of normalcy in my life, you know. <clears throat> it was uh, you know I was staying up till ten o'clock in the morning every day, sleeping until noon or or, or one o'clock, and then going back to work and then doing it all over again. Going into the corporate environment, I wasn't making as nearly as much money, but it was very structured, and so you know it worked out well. Yeah, I had a brief uh, sit in corporate <laughs> restaurants and bars that I kind of like, okay, I need adult supervision. Right. And then eventually I go, oh, I do not. <laughs> Don't like this. I go, this is not adult supervision. This is kind of like Big Brother State, but no r- rhyme or reason behind some of the stuff. Right. They just have to keep the numbers down, but they don't really think about what they're doing to their employees other than making them miserable. <laughs> That is very true. <laughs> my, my, my brief stay in, in corporate was about 12 years. I was going to say, yours was longer than mine, though. Yeah, I was uh, I was with BJ's for 12 years. I opened up about 
uh, 15 restaurants uh, for them, uh, a couple other retraining. So, you know, I, I did a lot of traveling with them. That was, a, that was a great time. Like I said, the money wasn't as good, but the, the, the rock star life that I was living before was unnecessary. It was just, I was making, if I would have saved the money I would have made before, I would have, I would have been very, very well off at this point. But no, I didn't. I spent it like a dumbass kid. <clears throat> so when I went to, the, went to the corporate world, I just learned how to manage my money a little bit better. You know, it was... Yeah, I'm aware that you're actually a lot better than <laughs> most of the people I know who work in bars about managing money. Yeah, it's hard, but you learn your lesson. I'm working on it right now. You have those Wednesdays that you're like, oh, yes. Well, made $300 last night. Fuck it. Let's go out drinking. Right. You get home, you're like, I have $25 in my pocket. This is terrible. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah. I was so happy when I saw that. Uh, it's the Citramax. Market Gar- Garden Brewery Citramax. It's a West Coast-style IPA. But they, uh, until last time I was home for Cleveland for my brother's bachelor party, I never saw that beer in stores. They always You had to go to the brewery. So they just started bottling in the last year. Nice. 6.7% alcohol. It'll get you nice where you're going. Yeah, Absolutely. You want to try this guy? It's got Indiana, Idaho hops on it. We just bought a bunch of Cleveland beers back then. I brought back, the plan was 18, brought back 16 because I couldn't get them all in my suitcase. Ooh. It's a nice little smooth one. It also says, like, exactly what's in the mash build. Or the... I don't think I've mash. seen that before. No, neither have I. It's great. Yeah. Oh. But you're in the corporate environment. Don't die. Don't die. <laughs> Bless you, good sir. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, the corporate environment was great. Uh, it was, uh, they, they taught me a lot about beer. Uh, that's kind of where I got my, my beer uh, knowledge from, because BJ's was a big beer spot. And they actually allowed me to go and hang out with the brewers. They paid me to go hang out with brewers for a month. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great uh, money, but they gave me $15 an hour to go and brew beer for a month, because uh, I was opening so many restaurants for them, they wanted me to be more knowledgeable about it. And, uh, it's magic. It's very, it's awesome. <laughs> the magic trash can. Costco. <laughs> it was nice. But yeah, it was it was amazing. In, uh, in fact, before I went to uh, hang out with the brewers for a month, it was up in um, uh, West Covina. Um, I didn't like IPAs. I didn't like hops. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Buku. I know. And then um, I was there, and that's all they would let me drink with them was, was IPA or, or pale ale. Whew. And so... It was weird. After about a week, I loved it. I was like, holy shit. Then I went on this whole uh, freaking 15-year pale ale IPA binge. And I, I'm still drinking them a lot, but, I mean, just recently I, I started buying lagers and stuff like that for home. Yeah. Just because, you know, you... Drink at home, you're actually going to just sit there and kind of crack one open. Right. As all the beer reps like to say, it's very crushable. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I snorted some of this uh, 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 ghost pepper salt into my nose. I'm like, <laughs> I really liked it until then. <laughs> you know what? I really liked it until I uh, didn't wash my hands off thoroughly enough one day. Oh, man. It is like... I have coconut milk. I don't want to snort coconut milk. <laughs> That's where it's at. Uh, you sure? Yeah. Ooh. Sorry about that, big guy. No, it's, it's fine. It's delicious. I'm just, um, I don't know if you noticed, I've just been struggling in the last couple of minutes. <laughs> I was like, I know he likes hot stuff. I'm like, what happened to him? All right. At the wrong time. Ooh, there it is again. Ooh. <laughs> well, I know you left the bar I was working at last night at one point. I don't know where you disappeared. Uh-huh. 
Oh, I... I assumed it might have been the booze sweats a little bit. No, I went home. In fact, the wife woke me up and tried to convince me to go out. You, go didn't, out. Ha- you didn't have a, I should probably go home? No, none of those. <laughs> I actually uh, went home, fell asleep, and slept until she woke me up. Ugh. No, she woke me up last night trying to get me to go out. Oh, Jesus. It was like 12 o'clock and she's like, babe, let's go have a drink. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, honey, I'm going to be responsible. I smoked a bunch of weed. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say it out here. But At your own no pen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I smoked a bunch of weed and I watched Friends until 3 o'clock in the morning. It was amazing. <laughs> it was exactly what I needed. I've been oh. watching The Ranch on... Uh... What's it called? Netflix lately. Okay. The, my, the only redeeming qualities of it are it's a very fun, like, set-up joke, set-up joke. Mm-hmm. Can't stand Ashton Kutcher in it, but Danny Masterson and Sam Elliott. I'm like, I enjoyed that. Right. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Uh, I think they're on their third season on there. Okay. Like, just, uh, like, laugh track type of stuff, or? Yeah. Okay. That ain't so bad. Yeah, it's a nice little kind of, oh, I'm watching this. Right. I mean, I'm, I can't say anything about anything because, I mean, I, I'm a huge Friends fan. Yeah. And uh, I watched How, How I Met Your Mother, all laugh track shit. I love How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Nice, fun show where you're just like, oh. Just the final the final season was shit. That's, I really stuck around until just to see the, how it ended. Mm. I, I had to force myself to watch the last, like, six episodes. Yeah, and then the first round watching the last episode, I was like, meh. Yeah. And the second time, I'm like, all right. Right. It's just there were so many things they could have done with that show, and they decided to go with this uh, the last day before the wedding and stretch it out for a full season. Yeah. I thought it would have been like, oh, this is how I met your mother. This is how I courted your mother. Not like, this is the moment I met your mother. Right. And all in that whole day... All this stuff where we missed meeting each other. Right. It, it's, yeah, it was really disappointing. And, I mean, they gave me a lot of a lot of joy out of the, the, the TV show itself. It's just, it really bothers me when they do something stupid like that. Where they that. try to stretch one last season out where they could have just ended it. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to see how the slap bat ended. I wanted to see who had the yellow umbrella. Mm. I turned you off. What are you doing? <laughs> That's your alarm. I could have sworn I turned my phone off. Oh, buddy, it happens. You know. But yeah, um, How I Met Your Mother, I mean, I mean, I, I Scrubs, I guess I'm kind of like a hokey... Those are the two shows I've watched repeat the whole season through repeatedly. Scrubs and... How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Before each season came out, I would watch everyone leading up to it, and then watch that season. Everyone leading up to it. Right. It's, I mean, Scrubs was such a great show. Because it was kind of like that, that feel good type of type of deal. Yeah. And also it had some really like corny like best friend bullshit going on in it. Yeah, which we all have that best friend where we're like exactly. And you kind of like start to do some of that shit. You're like, oh, eagle, <laughs> eagle. <laughs> but <clears throat> I watched it so much that it's hard for me to watch it now. Really? I literally I fell asleep, I fell asleep to Scrubs. I would just play it all in a row, um, like every day for like three years. I'd just get home. I hit scrub, hit scrubs on my phone, and I just fall asleep to it. And then one day I, woke, I started doing it, and it was annoying me. And I was like, "Shit, I overdosed on scrubs." But now I'm doing it to friends. So I do how I met your mother before I fall asleep. Sometimes I'm just like, 
I'll really watch just one episode, but it'll be sometime in the season. Mm. I can no longer fall asleep without a TV on. Wife got you into that one, didn't uh-huh. I used to, I mean, I used to, I didn't keep a TV in my room for yeah for years. I mean, probably 15 years I didn't have a TV in my room. I, I, I could have, but I didn't want one. I'm in a studio. I don't really have a choice. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, like, um, she went and she bought this giant, like, 50-inch TV and put it in the bedroom. And uh, that hurts my head because I'm, I'm watching it at an angle and I'm trying to, like, watch TV. So I figured out that I can watch TV on my phone. And that works out just fine for me, but... That giant sun that we have in the TV, like, in the, in the room. Sometimes she'll turn it on and it'll just wake me up. I'm like, what the fuck? It's daylight already? Like, this <laughs> <laughs> is not good. But, you know. Oh. My mom got a bigger TV because she <laughs> She's like, she goes to the Cavs games a lot back mm-hmm. in Cleveland. And mm-hmm. she goes, no, I went to the game three. It was the one they lost at home, not the one they won at home. Mm-hmm. But she goes... See, look how big that screen is. Mm. Mine's not as big as that one. I needed to get a bigger one because I'm used to looking at this. Oh, my God. I go, Mom, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at a certain point, TVs are too big, you know. Yeah. I had a 50-inch downstairs, and our front room is probably about the size of your... your, your uh, yeah, my living area. Your living area. <laughs> and it was too big. I had to get rid of it. Like, yeah. I took it back because I, it was it was just this giant thing on the wall, and... People would come over and be like, oh, sweet TV. And I'd be like, no, man, it kind of hurts my eyes. <laughs> you can turn down the brightness, right? Well, yeah, it's just, but still, it was just too big. It was, just, I was, <laughs> was, yeah. Our apartment had to be bigger, I guess, to, in order to, you know, accommodate that TV. And I was like, we have to get rid of it. And Michelle was like, I don't want to. I'm like, we're absolutely getting rid of it. I can't watch TV. Like, I watch TV on my, even though my TV's in my bedroom at the mm. same time. Mm. I watch my iPad half the time because I'm like, if I'm hungover and shit, mm. you know, usually after a night that you and I are out, yes, <laughs> I'll lay there on my bed and just watch my iPad until the battery runs out. Yep. And then I'll flip around and I'll plug it in and I'll watch it some more. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's I, I like having a nice TV, I like having a big TV, it's just, uh, having a phone... Having my phone, it just makes everything so easy for me to, like... It's just right there. It's just, you know, it's in, it's in your hand or it's sitting by the side of your bed. I don't have to look for the controller for the TV. I don't have to get up. It's just... I have this little stand. It's a little monkey lamp. He has his, oh. he, he has his hands like, out like this, uh, like this, and he's holding a book. And my phone fits perfectly in his hands. <laughs> so it's a perfect TV, a, a phone stand. And I can just kind of sit, lay there in bed and, like... It's zero effort. Zero, and that's what I'm looking for. At that point, like... When I'm hungover in the morning, I want zero effort, you know. That is exactly why I do the... The iPad thing. You know, it's just... It's just you just push things until it works. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that might be the reason why. I never thought that it's a zero effort. I think it's just the... <laughs> right there. Dude, that was really good. Thank you. Oh, thank you, bud. I was kind of worried about it because I'm like... No flavors. I, th- I didn't feel like anything came out too much in it, but it was still one of those... Well, the, the pork itself, it, uh, it was very, uh, it was almost neutral in flavor. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, had, it had like this Asian type of spice to it. it was kind of weird. That's what you're saying. I was kind of curious where that might have come from. I used, uh, I uh, put, I rolled it in coffee grounds, that's uh, seven fire salt, which is like salt that's smoked with seven different woods, mm-hmm. and some of that ghost pepper salt, right. uh, pepper. And I threw an onion in, a uh, 
couple cloves of garlic and then half a cup of that whiskey. Oh, nice. And it's let it sit for eight hours. Ten-ish. Twelve. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the, uh, the pineapple slaw, pineapple ghost pepper slaw, that kind of like every bite that had the, the, the meat and the slaw in it was like really like well balanced. So nice. It came out well. So I was going for I got pickles if you want some pickles too. I'm good. Actually, I still have to go and meet up with the wife and take her out to lunch. <laughs> so I was like, you're eating a little bit for today. I'm like, I've seen you definitely house down some before. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, she, I didn't tell her I was coming to do this. Ah, I, 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 I told her I was going to go to work and do my ordering and stuff like that because it's, it's our day off together. So we're supposed to do everything together. And um, I'm sure when she hears this, she'll you know, give me a little jet. But uh, I was like... This comes out on Wednesday. You and I recorded it on Tuesday. Yeah. There you go. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, him and I are not allowed to hang out together. Yeah, we get in trouble. <laughs> I don't get in trouble. Well, we get in trouble. We don't remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a more accurate. <laughs> I get home and my wife's looking at me. I wake up in the morning. My wife's looking at me, and I'm like, "What did I do?" And she's like, "When she when she she'll tell me what I did. I know I wasn't that bad. But when she won't tell me what I did, and she just walks away from me. That's when I know I really fucked up. <laughs> and more times than not, I've been hanging out with Dave Swan when that happens. So you wouldn't even tell her you're hanging out with me half the time anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's actually you and Carlos, Carlos Quintanilla. Um, you guys, like, I don't know, we, we hang out and we drink and we just put it down. And and then the next day I'm like, holy shit, what happened? Or from that same makeup of, oh, you bought me a shot? All right, and now it's my turn to buy you a shot. Yes. Oh, you know, get him a beer while we're at it. Yes, and back and forth and back and forth. And then the next day we're, you know, I'm in trouble. <clears throat> Luckily I have a wonderful wife who... Uh, Forgives me a lot. Building those points, aren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> I even told you before, I'm like, hey, just tell you with me last night. You're like, no, I want to hang out with you again. <laughs> yeah, it's really, I mean, honestly, it's, it's you, you and Carlos are the two guys that <laughs> she's like, maybe you should just hang out with them sometimes. Not all the time. Maybe, you know, keep it down to like once every couple of weeks. That was like once every six months right now. Yeah. Well, I get you once a quarter. He gets you once a quarter. Yeah. Well, um, my best friend, he works at uh, Fantasia in, in Burbank. And that's one of Carlos's favorite bars to drink at. So whenever I go see Chris, I see Carlos. And uh, sometimes I'll, he'll be like, hey, come over and sit with me. I'm like, no, I'm going to have a drink. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. You're not going to have the, uh, I got to go home? Not all I'm trying to cut that down. I'm trying to cut that down. I'm trying to buy a house right now. So. I was shocked you didn't get an I got to go home last night when you came in. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely, I'm trying, you know. I knew I wanted to do something today. I knew, I knew I wanted to do this. If I would have continued to drink last night, I probably wouldn't have made this. I would have uh, still been in bed and, uh, <laughs> and hating myself. I might have thought that happened a little bit. I'm like, he disappeared from downstairs. I wasn't doing my normal back and forth going between the Moose Den and the Famous. Right. So I was like, he might have been up there for a little while. Yeah. And also, you know, I got to set a good a good example every once in a while when it comes to, like, sitting around and drinking. Because, you know, I, I'm not always an angel there. So, <laughs> and uh, being being the, the manager there, you got to, like, put your best foot forward sometimes and... <laughs> try, try not to get schnockered after work. <laughs> so the problem is when you hit work, like where your place that you normally hang out is one of the places you work. Yeah. 
because you and I do the same thing, and Hako does the same stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm heading out, and we'll go to the other bar. Yeah. You work in the famous, you go to the moose den. You work in the uh, moose den, you go to the famous. It's it's kind of like a, it's a little yo-yo, a little vicious cycle there, you know. <laughs> they just keep going back and forth. It's like I don't have to go out the front door. I'm gonna go in the back door. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I, what I've been trying to do is I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to make the famous or the moose den my starting point, and then get, <laughs> get as far as physically possible away from both bars <laughs> by the time I'm drunk, because I know what's gonna happen. I mean, I know I'm a drinker, so though so, lately the last couple times I've come in, I, I leave at like. 9.30 because I'm like well, go under tell everybody hi keep everybody really well have some drinks you know say hi to some, some of the regulars and then get the fuck out because you know what's going to happen oh it was, especially when the regulars there oh it's coffee you got to try that one still black was good I like their uh, their one had more of a like grass kind of flavor to it oh nice okay. but it was like I got the trial pack just to be like alright which one do I like right like mail order stuff or yeah okay I like doing that more for coffee like I get better beans Oh, it's usually fresher. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. <clears throat> I used to hate, like, I used to always think coffee was coffee until I actually had good coffee. I go, oh, fuck, can't have Starbucks again. Yeah. I mean, the, the coffee Andrew gets uh, from Bolivia, I think it is, um, that shit is amazing. Like, I like I like cream and sugar in my coffee. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, hey, big, I'm a, I'm a big wuss. But with his coffee, man, I don't want, I don't put anything in it. It's just so freaking, like, beautifully roasted. Like, it's delicious. And, um... And the one time I did put cream and sugar in it, I was like, I, you, you ruined it. You, you ruined good coffee. And that's kind of like the idea. It's like, you know, when you have a really good coffee, you don't have to add anything to it. It's just good Same with, like, coffee. good whiskey. Exactly, exactly. Like, my dad, he would always, uh, he goes, so there's a Cleveland whiskey that, you know, if you're in Cleveland, oh, my God, it says Cleveland. I love it. Right. Uh, like a Dodger dog. Which would... <laughs> oh, my God, don't get started on that. <laughs> The uh, the whiskey, my dad's like, it's pretty good if you put ginger ale in it. Like, that doesn't, you're covering it up. Like, yeah, you're you're making something bad good by adding something to it. Like, right? It's not even good. Even it, it's still. I mean, it's just you're masking it. It's like I'm not a bit. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of whiskeys that are um, pressure aged. Okay. Because they, I like Hudson. I don't like the Cleveland one. I don't like. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two off the top of my head that I know are pressure aged as right. opposed to actually like barrel aged. Right. Well, they do, they do that to save time and money. I mean, that's all. Oh, I don't blame. Hey, I don't blame them at all. I just can tell the difference. That's my. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's easy to tell the difference on those. But yeah, you know, you have a lot of these distilleries that just want to make more product because they have like a good market for it and they're selling a lot of it. They'll start cutting corners just to to make it faster. I mean, a lot of tequilas do that. Patron's done that. Yeah. Um, Casadores has done that. Uh, Don Julio now is. Uh, they're all they're changing their recipes so they can make fa- they can make it faster to keep, keep up, up with, with the demand, which is unfortunate because. I grew up with Casadoras in our in our in our cupboard, and like my dad used to have a used to have a bar in our house. He had, he had like a big bureau with just loaded with booze, but in the cereal cupboard, and I don't know why it was always there, but there was always a bottle of Casadoras, and and there's it was it was like right next to the glassware, you know, like it's breakfast. People would come over, and my dad would be like, "Okay, grab a couple of glasses, grab grab the tequila." So it was a, we were a Casadoras household, and now I can't even touch the stuff. It's gross. It's a uh, so, I mean, I get the whole pressure age thing, just trying to cut the corner, make it faster, keep up the yeah. production, you know, demand. Um, but. Yeah, I grew up with tequila being Jose Cuervo, Sasa Gold, or uh, 1800. Uh-huh. Never seen it. And then moving out here, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, uh, Malo, I mean, they have. Yeah. 150 different tequilas there, which is pretty nice. And then, uh, 
it's the Denver airport. They have a bar there where they have something like 800 different tequilas. Tell you something about that bar later. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I might think I know something about it. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things is, you've seen the transition too because you've been a bar, like working in bars for so long where it went from you had your whiskey, your gin, your vodka, tequila. Right. Maybe you have a call premium top shelf but you didn't have like you had the bottle of Galliano behind the bar you had the bottle of Aperol and Campari that probably came as part of a promo where you're like right. well buy this you get that but it sits under your shelf for years where no one touches it right you have to dust it all the time yeah but now all that stuff's being fucking used mm. like how'd that transition work out for you uh, well, I was I was speed bar um, almost. I mean, I've been bartending for twenty two years. So That's how I was, and you like you said, key club and all that stuff. Yeah, it was just bottles and elbows as fast as you can at the key club. If you didn't pour five thousand dollars a night, you couldn't work there. Yeah, that was that was just the bottom line. And it was not. I mean, old fashions every once in a great while, but it was you know Long Island's vodka tonics, kamikazes, uh, sex on the beach, adios motherfuckers, shit like that. Um, and I saw I saw the transition happening where. The, where the uh, the whole hipster craze came on and like everybody liked the, liked the old stuff and I liked the fact that the cocktails were coming back and being you know egg white drinks were back people were making tinctures again and these are things I had, had no zero experience with so when I went to bars and I saw these things the first time I had an egg white cocktail I was like holy shit man this is phenomenal um, the first time I had some, some guy made me a, it was a it was a black cherry old fashioned but he used uh, black cherry uh, bitters that he made himself and he made me this old-fashioned. This was probably, like, 12 years ago. And I was like, man, I want to learn how to do this because this is cool. So I was looking into getting into, like, the craft drink uh, scene. But um, the famous kind of fell in my lap. You know, yeah. I, I was working. I opened up the moose stand as a manager. And I left the company for a while. And when I came back there, like, we need a general manager manager for the famous. And I was like, well, I don't know dick about dick when it comes to that. But I can learn real fast. It's so, cooking. It's cooking, exactly. It's cooking. Uh, it's just, and it's been, I've learned so much. It's been seven months now. I've been at the Famous. It's been one of the best opportunities I've had in a long time. I've learned just, it's my, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because I now, I, I hang out with some of my friends and they're like, well, you know, make me like one of those, like some, you know, uh, Whiskey South. Yeah. And I'll make them at their house and they're kind of like, man, this is so weird from like Long Island Dave to like. Uh, whiskey sour day it was like you know it's oh yeah yeah the porn star shots uh, royal flushes it was just all that oh, of a, a, a rum flip I mean when you use the whole egg in it and like yeah it's like just it's just and my liqueur knowledge has has skyrocketed like it's it's been a lot of fun I'm 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 enjoying it and uh, I'm glad I had the opportunity to, to go into it with the the group that I did because the guys that I've I'm, I've learned from basically I've known for a couple like quite a few years. So they were a lot more patient with me and like helped me pick it up and you know it's 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 come around pretty well for me. I used to run into you at the famous as I was leaving and I was like, oh, Madrana's here. I'll go back in for a beer. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm you know it's uh, the, the the famous has been I've been going there since day one and uh, uh, I love that bar. I'm, I'm super happy that you know I ended up landing there. Kind of worked out well for me. Oh, it's a nice yeah. It's cool. Everyone's kind of works together. It's its own little right. subcosm. Like every, no one's really too pretentious about any like. Right. It's like oh, here's a drink. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. For sure. We were always looking to uh, uh, help someone's knowledge when it comes to like the, the whiskey and, and, and spirits and cocktails and all that kind of stuff. 
But, um, I mean, when, when the Famous first opened, they were a little bit more, like, pretentious about, like, uh, their... Like, I heard they, Vice used to have to wear a suit. Yes. Not a suit, but, like, it had to dress up, and so did the guys behind the bar. Right. I mean, like, the, the, you had Matt Wallace, you had uh, Chris Raba, uh, those guys, are, you know, um, they were, they've always been super knowledgeable about the craft game. Um, and sometimes they would show that, and, like, when people would come in and ask for, like, a Patron, and they'd be like, ah. I think we've kind of lost that over time. Like, we're kind of like, you know what? You like Patron? Okay, I have something that's going to be better for you. That is... It's good to be able to say, instead of like, no, I don't have that. Hey, I have this, that, you know what? Right. Like, that's why I liked when we had Cedar Lake West. I was like, hey, we don't have Patron. We have this as the the original. (laughs) Right, exactly. And it's cheaper. And it's cheaper. And it's way better product. Oh, yeah. Usually when you tell people that, they're like, oh, awesome. Right, like when people come in and ask for ask for Jack Daniels, and I, I sell them on the Dickel Sour Mash. I mean, I say I just go with the well. I go Evan Williams. Jack stole the label from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the actual uh, Dickel Sour Mash is actually a very good uh, alternative to Jack Daniels. It's also called Dickel. Huh? It's a Tennessee whiskey, man. It's, it's good the stuff. Dickel. It's the Dickel. Well, the, the, I don't I don't like their rye. I, I dislike their rye altogether. What about their white whiskey? Uh, I haven't had it. I haven't. You're not It's a white whiskey. Yeah. I mean, um, but the sour mash, their original, their original recipes. I mean, I have a, tex- a Jack Daniels tattoo on my forearm. I love Jack Daniels. I'll, I always will, no matter how much people talk crap about it. But the Dickel sour mash is a very close second to me when it comes to like that spirit. Oh, it's a really good spirit. Yeah. Um, my roommate in college, I think our senior year, started to bring that around Dickel. He goes, "I'm like, do you actually like it or you like the name?" He goes, "I like the name." <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a little liquor store around the corner from my house. It's a little Armenian uh, uh, Mediterranean market. And they carry, like, and I'm pretty sure it's illegal that they carry it. But they always Probably. have a few bottles of booze up there, like, you know, blue label, you know, um, a, a green yeah. label. Gold you got to carry, carry the walkers. Yeah. Then they have, like, some, some random, like, uh, uh, Armenian, like, cognacs, stuff like that. And then, for some reason, they always have the Diggle Sour Mash there. And it's, like, $11. Oh, that's a great deal for it's a, it. It's a great deal. But I'm sure they're, they're selling it illegally. They're not supposed to have booze in this little, little market, but as long as they have it, I'll take it. The green label is only like 35 bucks. It's, oh, yeah. So, I mean, there there's something going on there, but as long as they carry it. Wait, oh, there. Jesus. It's only 35 bucks for, for Jesus. For yeah, so. It's like 18 bucks for a red label. Yeah. Uh, black label is right... Like 35. Yeah. And then Green Label's usually around 60 or something like that. 55, 60. But as long as they carry it, I will buy it. You know. So that answers that question. What's your favorite spirit is whiskey? Favorite spirit is whiskey. Definitely. Um, favorite cocktail old-fashioned? Uh, favorite cocktail to make old-fashioned? So. I always tell people my favorite drink to make is whiskey. Rocks, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I don't know what it is about old-fashioned. I love stirring old-fashioned. And like, and, and there's some nights at the, at the famous. Relax and you just. Yeah, it's just it's some nights at the famous. That's all you make, and I'm always so fucking happy when that happens. I'm I like, never make old fashioned. Like all day, baby, all day. Yeah, you know. I usually I'll take the uh, sugar. I'll take the cube of sugar. I'll throw it in there. I'll dash it, and then I'll walk away and just start doing the other stuff, and then come back once it's like nice and. Oh, and absorbed all that bitters. Yeah, so you just like you just press on it and you just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, I've been carrying those. I've been ordering those. Uh, the the raw sugar 
cubes. I like those. Yeah, they're a little bit harder to, 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 to crush down. Yeah. But they're just unrefined. They're, they're you know, since it's not such a refined sugar. We're, just, we're in California. It's... Exactly. It's more organic. Exactly, exactly. Now yeah. here, have some fun with the whiskey we're going to put in you. Exactly. I mean, you just got to do what you can, you know. Of course. And, uh, I mean, I like a brown sugar uh, cube. Like an American Trilogy almost? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, not everybody wants that. Get that, like, the molasses-y flavor in there. It was nice to me, you know. Oh, I don't mind. It's all, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying something different every now and then. Right. Do you, uh, you got anything you're working on for this week? For cocktail-wise? Um, or for the next menu we're going to do? I've been working on... Um, the Almost Famous? The Almost Famous for for months now. And I have, like, five different recipes, and they're all different styles of drinks. And I can't figure out which one I want to slap that name on. If you get the Almost Famous on, we're going to throw the I Am a Golden God on right next to it. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, I think Almost Famous is that name. I don't know why it means so much to me right now. But I keep on making these cocktails, and I, I you know, buy all this booze at home, and I make these drinks at home, and I'm like, that's it. And then I'm like, no, 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 that's it. No, 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 that's it. And like, I just... So we're going to have the famous, the infamous, the almost famous, and I'm a golden god. <laughs> just got to get that plantation pineapple room. <laughs> All right, fine, fine, fine. Yes! <laughs> I'm just... I, I'm it's not. a flavor room. I get it. That's yeah. the, that is the problem that everyone has. Right. They're like, it's a flavor room, though. You go, just, here, just try it. <laughs> right. No, it was good when I tasted it. It was good. Yeah. But if, if it wouldn't piss everybody off so much, I would get rid of that uh, hanger mandarin and hanger citron. Like, because I hate flavored things. I don't know what it is. No, no, I, I'm surprised that they let... Oh, you mean customers pissing them off? Oh, uh, no, 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 the, the, the staff. Because they use... Really? They, they use them so often. Actually, we have one... We have re- one cocktail. Re- one really great regular who comes in that... Uh, um, and she, she comes in and she drinks um, Mandarin... Uh, Mandarin uh, Mules. I'm, I've never met her, but I also <laughs> work two days a week there. Right. So I don't want to get rid of it for her, but I mean... If there wouldn't be so many repercussions from uh, getting rid of it, I would just totally get rid of everything flavored. That is the thing that shocks me about... That was one thing that shocks me. It's like uh, a very, very, like, we have to have craft everything, but here are our flavored ones. (laughs) I don't know how it happened. I mean, back in the day when they used to carry Deep Eddie flavors, I couldn't couldn't believe they did that. Yeah. I mean, it was... And uh, they had, like, the, the, the the raspberry and the lemon and the... And Deep Eddie doesn't flavor their 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 spirits subtly. No, you get the. They're it's like, it's colored. Yeah, they they color. Yeah, like their <laughs> orange vodka. It looks like orange juice. Yes, yes. Looks like, it looks like a tang is what it looks like. But um, so I couldn't believe when they were carrying when we were carrying that. But at at some point I might purify the bar and just you know. I did look at um, Derek the other because the ice machine was on the fritz again. Yeah. But, you know, it just needed to be reset. Right. Found out I use the ice scooper right. to reset the breaker now. Oh, nice. Uh, Derek, uh, the other day I was grabbing ice from downstairs in the Moose for the famous. Yeah. And I grabbed a, uh, I grabbed the spear thing. Yeah. I just looked over at Derek and I'm like, hey, is the, uh, was St. George the guy known for killing dragons? He just looked back at me and goes, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what brought that to mind? Because when I was stabbing the ice, trying to break it up with the, uh, I don't know, the mini pizza flipper. I, ice paddle. Oh, all right. It's an ice paddle, yeah. 
I'm like, it looks like a pizza flipper, just... It looks like an oar to me. It looks like I should be paddling down the river. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Every time I do that, I either think I'm trying to kill a dragon or uh, I'm Elmer Fudd in Fight of the Valkyrie, that uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's like, kill the wabbit. Yeah, kill him. Kill the wabbit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, buddy. Uh, I got one one little quick question for you before we wrap this up. Okay. I know grilled cheese is your go-to. Right. With uh, tomato soup. Tomato soup. Only thing my dad knows how to cook. Okay. He is not the one who taught me how. Like make tomato soup from scratch or canned tomato soup? Canned tomato soup. Okay, gotcha. Campbell's. Got it. Campbell's family. Got it. All right. My mom used to always take it up to my grandpa because they didn't sell it in Canada. <laughs> She's like, here's a case. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what is your, as I like to call it, impressive itch meal? <laughs> if you're trying to. Oh, man. I'm, I consider myself to be a barbecue master. Uh, I. And my impressive bitch meal, in fact, how I, I impressed my wife's entire family as I went out and I bought a pound and a quarter ribeyes, bone-in, and uh, just did uh, grilled corn um, and and ribeyes and just Ooh. put the perfect grill marks on all of them, had all the fat, and they're all uh, medium rare to rare people, and I, that's that's my wheelhouse right there. So my impressive bitch meal is... Uh, Phenomenal fucking ribeye with some barbecue corn and maybe some you know mashed potatoes or slaw on the side. Why don't you taste my meat? Here you go. Exactly, exactly. Her mom was kind of like, "You need to come over every Friday and do this." Like, <laughs> it's like, "Gotcha, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's always been my go-to. I go to the grill, you know. I could be fancy and make a salad for you, but try my meat. <laughs> All right. Pedrado, uh, people can find you at the Famous in Glendale on Thursdays and Saturdays, definitely, and then... Mixed up, yeah. Yeah, throughout the week, just great guy. Thursday, Friday, uh, Thursday, Saturday night, Thursday night's trivia night, Saturday night, it's Saturday. Have, have yeah. yourself a nice little cocktail, enjoy the evening out, get turned up, I guess. Uh, Dave Medrano, thank you so much. No worries, man. Anything else Pleasure. you want to share? Oh, that's it, man. Everything's it's been fun doing this. Food was great. You know. I know you just really wanted it. You, as soon as you saw it, you're like, wait, you're cooking for these guys? I want to be on it. I want to do that too. Man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Madrado, very much for coming on Grabbing with Swan. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Huh. Bammy. Boom. <laughs>